Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with everybody today on the podcast. And as always, I'll be joined by my right-hand man, Mr. Joe Kaleo of Kaleo Wealth Management Group. And we're going to be diving into, of course, another wealth management discussion. In fact, that is really the heart of today's topic on the podcast. Look, one mistake that can just be so easy uh, to make is to focus on just one solo aspect of our financial lives. Maybe something that you particularly are interested in with regard to your financial life. But in doing so, we can miss out on opportunities as well as other conversations uh, that could bring up, you know, talks about risk, talks about opportunity. You know, there's just a lot more than just maybe one aspect of your financial life. So today, Joe and I are going to be exploring uh, a way to avoid that problem of just kind of thinking in silos uh, and really address the full range of financial concerns. So with that, let's go ahead and bring out the man of the hour. Joe, good to see you today. How are you doing? Ryan, doing great. Good to see you. Glad everybody's here. Let's dive into a really good topic today. Yeah, this is a good one, Joe. It's really, uh, you know, it's the heart of, I feel like, almost every conversation we've had on this podcast, and that is, uh, you know, wealth planning, right? It's one of these terms that, of course, our audience is familiar with, and a lot of folks have heard out there, but... I don't think a lot of people truly understand what it means. So I'd love to hear your definition. How would you define wealth planning? What is it and what does it do for people? Yeah, Ryan, so many times they think, are you an investment advisor or wealth advisor, right? Or are we doing investment management or wealth management? And wealth planning is wealth management at its best, right? What's all incorporated in that? Well, it's taking a look at your full financial picture, not just the investments, although the investments are included, but it's also your advanced needs. So it's these might include like wealth protection, tax mitigation, wealth transfer, also known as estate planning, charitable giving for four of the main topics. And when you're armed with a full view of your situation and goals, you can then set out to consider and examine a wide variety of financial and legal strategies that then could be good options for you and your family. I love it. And Joe, if we're talking about this idea of wealth planning, is there one critical tool or technique that you find to be kind of a common thread across all wealth planning in general? Yeah, I think strategies and solutions that are used to always reflect an individual's particular situation. That said, the core of wealth planning includes some legal strategies and potentially financial products that are generally appropriate for most wealthy families. So let's start with and take trust, for example. In many ways, trusts are cornerstone solutions for many successful individuals and families. A trust is simply a means of transferring property using a third party, that being the trust. Specifically, a trust lets you transfer title of your assets to the trustees for the benefit of the people you want to take care of. So trusts can be flexible wealth planning tools, and you can use them in all sorts of ways to transfer your wealth and to determine how it's going to be deployed. So trusts can prove to be very useful in shielding your assets from plaintiffs and creditors. And depending on the kind of trust, there are different tax consequences. For example, a trust may enable you to sell appreciated assets without paying any taxes on the increase in the value. So that can be very helpful to almost shelter or defer the taxes or just not even have them at all. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Joe, I'm glad you brought up trust. I know we've had conversations surrounding trust, but for the sake of today's episodes, why don't we why don't we jump into kind of the main types of trusts that exist out there? Uh, what do you typically see in the world of wealth planning? What are the the big uh, the big two really that you can classify? Yeah, there are two. Let's go there. Living established while you're alive and testamentary created by your will after you've passed. There are two fundamental structures then. There are the revocable trusts and irrevocable trusts. Revocable allows you to retain full control over the assets and the trust. You can add money to the trust. You can withdraw money from it, as well as change the terms of the trust. So you can revoke that trust if you want it. Irrevocable trust is one in which you cannot make any changes. And that's to obtain the tax savings that can accompany that type of trust structure. You must give up control of the trust while you're alive. When you transfer the control of those assets to an irrevocable trust, you place those assets outside of your estate. That means you no longer own them. The trust does. All right, Joe. So trusts obviously are a very big topic. Again, we've chatted about it on past episodes, but a, a great tool or strategy that's used within wealth planning. What's another big tool that's predominantly used across most wealth planning efforts? Life insurance. And this scares so many people to talk about it. They think I'll never get my money back. It's not a good use of my dollars. Death and taxes are certainties for everybody. So who wants to talk about life insurance? And then you've got some need for it, right? And so for the very wealthy, for instance, they face hefty taxes on their estates when they pass. One wealth planning area that's captured the interest of the affluent is the use of life insurance to help pay those estate taxes, to help make something illiquid liquid. So while life insurance can cover estate tax liabilities, it doesn't mean that the estate taxes will not still need to be paid. So options such as extensions and loans to pay the estate taxes can be very useful. However, these approaches can also be problematic, especially if the situation involves extensive family businesses and significant non-liquid assets. So for some, life insurance is a significant component of their overall approach to paying those estate taxes. By using life insurance and estate planning, they can more effectively orchestrate the transfer of assets and better protect the family's wealth, as well as the legacy for future generations. That said, life insurance can be complicated and somewhat opaque, so it does make the area of mistakes a little more common. Some people have more life insurance than necessary, but others don't have enough. And getting as much as you can when you get it or when you can get it becomes incredibly important. I have a couple of business owners. They have a cross-purchase buy-sell, which we've covered in the past, Ryan, but it's to help make the business uh, liquid or their shares liquid to buy out family members if something were to happen. One of them now has a health issue and they don't have the full amount that they wanted. So we're exploring other options now to help make sure that estate plan is properly funded. So getting the proper amount when you can is very important. 
Oh, no, I love that you brought up that example, Joe, because it segues beautifully into my next question. And that is, uh, you know, how does wealth planning, getting back to that topic overall, the idea of wealth planning affect the concerns of, of business owners, like, you know, like in the example that you just mentioned, or even the families who might be involved in a business together? What do you see on this front? Partnerships are often a key component of wealth planning strategies. So just like trust, there are various types of partnerships. And they can determine how the partners address ownership issues, and they have various tax benefits. So, for example, within the business world, disharmony among family owners or members and unrelated business partners can mean a higher tax bill if the owners are forced to divide assets among the partnership's members. Through the use of certain partnership structures and business owners, they can divide the company's assets in ways that can help eliminate taxes. Now, this is good to know. I'm sure a business owner can really appreciate ha having some of those conversations with their wealth manager to navigate some of those complexities. But uh, Joe, what, if anything, really, uh, should should somebody be looking out for when it comes to wealth planning, but let's say beyond the technical components? There's always a softer side to things. So what what exists within wealth planning? What, what should we, we be seeking out aside from maybe that technical expertise that a wealth manager would bring to the table for someone? Yeah, I think any wealth manager you enlist for help or guidance should adhere to seven ideals, all ideals, all of which work together and should be treated as prerequisites in any situation. So let's go through the ideals, right? Flexibility, discretion, transparency, cohesiveness with other advisors, risk sensitivity, and cost effectiveness. All right. Well, I mean, hey, that's seven. So I, let's let's chunk these out because each one is obviously important in their own right, Joe. Talk me through maybe, let's say, the first three. Uh, let's dive a little deeper into this idea of, like you said, flexibility, discretion, and then transparency. Unpack these for me. All right. So let's start with flexibility then. Effective wealth planning is able to change and adapt to your evolving circumstances and shifts, both in financial and legal environments. Successful elite planners are flexible, accommodating, should be well-informed, and capable of quickly identifying and analyzing a range of anticipated scenarios as well as possible solutions. How about discretion? Incredibly needed, right? It's a requirement for any professional, but as it relates to wealth planning, discretion regarding specific legal strategies and or financial products can help avoid unwanted attention unnecessary levels of questioning, as well as retroactive changes to rules. So that's incredibly important. But then let's talk about transparency. In many situations, Ryan, neither you nor a wealth planner would benefit from sharing the intricacies of a sophisticated or customized legal or financial solution. Nonetheless, it's important for each solution to be as transparent as possible and open to scrutiny by appropriate authorities. Moreover, operational transparency is a necessity. So just this week, I was having a, a meeting with a business owner who sold part of his business last year and with a new estate planning attorney. The old one didn't take full opportunity for the estate planning exemption, and there wasn't transparency in how they were doing it. So we suggested a change and more transparency, and they're already beginning to understand their estate plan better than ever. That's incredibly important. 
Yeah, it's extremely valuable. I mean, you want to make sure you're taking the right steps to be as proactive as you can moving forward and having somebody that's able to to take the three, you know, characteristics you just mentioned and, and couple them into their efforts. I mean, that's invaluable. But I don't want to knock the other characteristic that you mentioned as well, Joe. So let's talk about those. You had also mentioned cohesiveness. It was risk sensitivity and then uh, cost effectiveness. Let's get into each one of those because those also play a very big role in wealth planning, of course. They do, Ryan. So let's start with cohesiveness. So in that same example with that business owner couple that I was talking about, their estate planning attorney, making sure the legal strategies and financial products of wealth planning are employed on a standalone basis, as well as with certain integration and coordination are imperative, right? It's absolutely imperative because we were discussing in those scenarios, both trusts, donor advised funds or creating a foundation and 529. And when we were doing all that, we were coordinating how it would all work for their family. So being cohesive with the other advisors that they have and putting their plans specifically tailored to them is incredibly important. So that's part of the cohesiveness you need to have. Risk sensitivity. The spectrum of wealth planning solutions range from you know, plain vanilla to truly exotic. And without stepping over legal boundaries, there's ample room to be creative. It's also critical that you and your other trusted advisors understand the level of assertiveness associated with a particular solution and consider it in context of what your capacity is for taking risk. And then finally, cost, cost effectiveness. Right. There are times when the cost of a possible solution is greater than the benefits and, and what they're trying to deliver. That's when more mainstream solutions may be sufficient. But an effective wealth planner's got to carefully weigh the benefits of a recommended course against those both financial and psychological courses. So you've got to look at the, the cost and the potential reward in that cost effectiveness. No, this is this is great stuff, Joe. And, and I will, you know, in all transparency, folks, I mean, Joe and I would need there aren't enough hours in the day to dive into all of wealth planning in one specific podcast episode, especially Joe, when you mentioned at the top, I mean, every wealth plan is customized for each and every each individual client that I know you and your team work with. But Joe, let's so let's say, you know, if somebody out there, they resonated with today's conversation, uh, you know, maybe they would benefit from a conversation with you or your team to talk about their customized wealth plan, what types of strategies and solutions might make the most sense for them, maybe because they just had a big life event happen, and they're feeling the need to open up that dialogue, what is the best way somebody could uh, reach out to you and your team and start that conversation? Yeah, Ryan, I'd say give us a call. We're happy to give them a second opinion, uh, do a stress test of some kind, shoot us an email. We're happy to have that conversation. We've actually run several stress tests recently and seen opportunities on how to help folks. We enjoy that. We enjoy seeing where they can make corrective measures. Some are little, some are a lot. But give us a call or shoot us an email. We're happy to have that conversation with them. I love it. Well, Joe, hey, you're a busy guy. You've got clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you uh, jumping on board today and, and diving into this topic of, uh, you know, hey, what is wealth planning really? So looking forward to being back on the next one with you. Thanks, Ryan. You too. 
Of course, of course. And hey, folks, we want to take a final second, as we always do, and thank you all for stopping by and spending some time with us today. If you did take something away from today's discussion and you benefited from today's conversation surrounding wealth planning as a whole, well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on the platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on another great conversation between Joe and myself where we unpack these different wealth planning and wealth management related topics so you and yours can come out better for it on the other side. Before Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today. We appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash Relationship Summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.